Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Michael Dank, currently the parochial vicar of St. Joseph Parish in Amherst. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. I'm glad to be here with you today. Yeah, it's great to see you again. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, as we discuss what we believe as Catholics, and we've been talking about sacraments and, in particular, confession. So question 229 asks, what prepares a person for repentance? So, okay, what the, a simpler way is, how do you know if you're ready for confession? And uh, I think my response, first of all, practically would be, has it been longer than a year? If it's been longer than a year, you're ready. But uh, probably more, a more personal question is, do you have any sense of um, desire for it? Do you have any sense of having a sin or, or any kind of guilt that you haven't been able to to get rid of? And, I mean, don't we all have that? But um, basically, the, the UCAD says the insight into one's personal guilt produces a longing to better oneself. This is called contrition. So that longing, do you have a longing to kind of turn towards God and away from sin? Is there long, some longing in you to, to maybe stop just a nudge in your life that you know that something in your life is not right? You know, And I got to say that that little nudge or that, that guilt or whatever that is that's kind of tweaking at you, that's God. And, uh, you know, so he's already working in you. He's already kind of taking the first steps to bring you fully into confession and then to the Eucharist. He's already working in you just by that, that initial kind of longing and guilt. So you say it's God. I always thought it was uh, Sister Mary Sebastian <laughs> yeah. from back so in grade school. <laughs> some people will talk about, you know, just the whole idea of Catholic guilt, and they'll say, you know, we got rid of the Catholic guilt. I mean, th- certainly in some ways the church, we overdid that. You know, we, we focused too much on that guilt and shame. But there's a value to it, you know, because that guilt can actually motivate us and, and kind of turn us back on the right path. So God does, when, when, we're, when we're turning away from God and going down that path, the enemy is going to try to say, hey, you're doing okay, don't worry about it, he's going to be very encouraging. But in those times, that's when God is kind of going to do anything he can to derail us, get us off that track and return us to him. So, you know, there is a value to, to guilt and to Catholic guilt. Well, and again, it's part of a well-formed conscience mm-hmm. so that you can actually make good calls on what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And yeah. again, when we do wrong and we don't, confess it and we, we continue to do wrong, that's that nudge you're talking about. Yeah, so I want to read this paragraph from the UCAT because I think it talks about not only this, uh, the whole aspect of denial and also the psychological, the spiritual, the whole notion of turning away from sin. So it says that the reality of sin is often repressed. So we, not often, I mean, we often repress our sins. We bury them. We don't want to look at them. We don't want to admit it. It's, it's hard because who wants to change, you know? So it's often uh, repressed. Some people even think that guilt feelings should be dealt with in a merely psychological way. But genuine guilt feelings are important. 
It is like a driving it's like driving an automobile. When the speedometer indicates that the speed limit has been exceeded, the speedometer is not responsible, but the driver is. So the guilt, you know, sometimes it's like that the speedometer showing us, hey, you're getting off course here. You know, the guilt is actually God and our conscience trying to help us to realize where we're at. And the closer we come to God, who is all light, the clearer our dark sides come to light also. So the holier we get, the more we are aware of our sins and even the smallest sins. You know, so the holier somebody gets, the more they need confession. Yet God does God is not a light that burns burns, but rather a light that heals. That is why repentance impels us to go into the light in which we will be completely healed. So when we go to confession, we will experience a wonderful healing. I think in our minds we kinda dread it. You know, we, we I don't know I don't know why it's so hard for us to go, but when we do do it, it's always an experience of healing. And it's the experience of God kind of restoring us, body, mind, soul and spirit. I like that uh, you and, and as well as the UCAT is emphasizing the healing aspect of mm-hmm. confession and penance. I know so many people that have been away from the church for a long time, and if they would just let their ego go and and go, like you say, they have there's this great sense of relief because mm-hmm. they're experiencing not only the lifting of all that guilt, but a, a, a true healing of their spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea is if if there's something in you that it is telling you you need this healing or something in you that is telling you you are kind of off course in one era in your life, bring it to the light. You know, that's why you and people like, and in, in, if you look in the AA program, Alcoholics, that's one of the important things that they do. Is they, they bring it all, they reveal it all to a trusted person. And the church, I mean, Christ has given us these trusted people in the priesthood and especially in the sacrament. Okay. So question 230 asks, what is penance? Okay, so penance is making restitution or satisfaction for a wrong that has been c- committed. Penance must not take place exclusively like in my head. I must express it in an act of charity and solidarity with others. So penance is something that is given to us as a, a way to make right. Okay, so, you know, the idea is when we go personally to a priest, the priest, hopefully, there's some kind of thoughtful, reflective penance that he will give you as a way to, to work on that area, to make that area right in your life. Now, here's the thing. God forgives you of your sin. Your penance doesn't, okay? So the grace and the mercy of confession, that is the forgiveness of sins. Penance is a way for you to kind of begin to turn back to God. What's important, I think, for everybody to know is, first of all, their penance has to be doable, you know, so a priest hopefully will never give you a penance that you can't do. Can't do, but if you can't, it's okay to say to the priest, Father, um, I don't know if I can do that. You know, so if I were to suggest something to somebody, first of all, maybe they didn't know. Like when I first went to the seminary, the the, the priest um, gave me a penance of of saying the Magnificat. Okay, now back when I first went to the seminar, I didn't know what the Magnificat was. So I left the confessional and I started panicking because I didn't even know how to do my penance. And I probably should have said to him, Father, what's the Magnificat? You know, or tell me how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's the passage from Luke that talks about Mary proclaiming the greatness of God. Um, so it should be something that you know and also something that you are able to do. So if a priest ever gives you a penance that's not doable for you, make sure you share that with him and tell him that it would be difficult. So question 231 asks, what are the two basic elements required for the forgiveness of a Christian's sin? So, so basically, the two elements are the sinner and the priest. Um, you know, the elements that are necessary for a confession, sometimes people will come and say to me, Father, I don't have any sin, I just want the grace of confession. 
And I know that might have been like a kind of an older school mentality, but one of the things that's necessary for a confession is confession of sins. You know, so the person actually has to bring forward some kind of sin to confess. You know, uh, we hear in scripture, um, he who says he has no sin is deceived. Uh, we all have sin. So first of all, there does need to be some confession of sin. That's the first part. And the second part is the priest absolving sin. So laying hands on the penitent and saying the formula, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If you're behind the screen, the priest can't lay hands on you. He usually holds his hands in, in a sign of blessing over you. Okay. So question 232 asks, what must I bring to a confession? So the important thing when you come to confession is, first of all, that you have done some kind of examination of conscience. You know, so that really, it could be as simple as going in, into church and asking the Holy Spirit to help you to see your sin. You know, what do I need to confess? And whatever rises up that, that you realize is something uh, that you need to confess. I think especially the thing that you most want to hide or most ashamed by or most um, horrified by or at least want to confess, that probably needs to be confessed. You know, those are usually the, the sins that um, are plaguing us. Um, certainly, if there's any sin that is serious sin. So, you know, the catechism does define sins that need to be confessed, the, the, the mortal sins, the grave sins that are um, intentionally done or, or, or aware of and still committed need to be confessed. There also needs to be a sense of contrition, uh, and that means sorrow. You know, that you have some sorrow for confessing the sin. So it doesn't really make sense to confess a sin that you don't really feel it was a sin. It's like sometimes people say to me, Father, I'm just confessing this because I know it's a sin, but I don't really believe it's a sin and I don't think it's a sin. And uh, that's kind of hard to deal with, you know? So, but the good, it's better, I think it's better to come, you know, and at least work that out with the priest because oftentimes I can help them talk that out and realize that, yeah, they'll come to the awareness that it, you know, it, it has been a sin in their life and they desire freedom from it. Mm-hmm. I know what's helped me was going through the Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. and then I've been uh, promoting this free app called Laudate, and it has an excellent prayer to the Holy Spirit before examining my conscience, right, and then yeah. it has 20 or 30 questions that are related to the Ten Commandments to help me thoroughly examine, you know, have I done this? Right. Yeah, and that's a wonderful... So do some kind of examination, and if you have any access to a computer, just browse Catholic Examination of Conscience, and you'll get a whole bunch of them. I have them on my website, my blog, and, um, you know, as Tim said, there's apps for that. You can't go to confession on an app, but you can use an app. You can use your smartphone or whatever to prepare, help prepare you for confession. So 233 of the UCAT asks, what sins must be confessed? So under normal circumstances, all serious sins that one remembers after making a thorough examination of conscience and that having not yet been confessed can be forgiven only in individual sacramental confession. So any sin that is serious that you've never confessed before needs to be brought forward. If you've confessed it before, you know, maybe something is still haunting you, um, and you've already confessed it, you don't need to bring that forward again. Now, it might help, you know, so if it is something plaguing you, it might help to bring it up and say, Father, this keeps coming up. You know, can you help me? Can you help me with this? Um, or if it's a sin that you've confessed again after your last confession, you should bring it up. So any serious or grave sin. Okay. 234 asks, when is a Catholic obliged to confess the serious sins, and how often should one go to confession? Okay, so the upon reaching the age of reason, you know, as the UCAT says, so that's when we do usually confession in second grade has been kind of determined, you know, depending on the maturity of the child, when they have some understanding of 
sin and forgiveness and reconciliation. And um, we are obliged to confess any serious sins. And um, basically the the advice that the, the catechism would give and I would give is, is, is it's an urgent thing. You know, so if you have a serious sin on your soul or on your heart, don't wait. You know, get to confession as, as soon as you can. Every every parish offers confessions on Saturdays. You can go to masstimes.org and, and find, uh, you know, you can go to confession in any church you want. You can also call a priest up and make an appointment. So if you really need to go, make it happen for yourself. Okay. At any rate, one must go to confession before receiving Holy Communion. So if you have any serious sin that you've committed, um, go to confession before you receive communion. And if you're not ready for confession, go to Mass still, but just abstain from receiving communion. You know, receive what's called a spiritual communion in your heart. But uh, make sure you go to confession before actually approaching the Eucharist. Well said, Father. Uh, Lastly, real quick, why are priests the only ones that can forgive sins? Okay, so we, we know scripturally that no man can forgive sins except God the Father. You know, and God the Father has, through Jesus Christ, commissioned us. He's given uh, priests and bishops the, the, um, the authority to forgive sins. So scripturally, he has um, given us, and again, it's a gift, it's a grace. You know, so people will say, well, why do I have to go? Well, you get to go. God's given you a way to see him and hear him and actually hear his voice say, I forgive you. I absolve you from your sins. Okay. Well said, Father. You've been listening to Father Michael Denk. In your blog spot, real quick, Father? FatherMichaelDenk.blogspot.com, and I have a great article there on confession, too. Perfect. This has been Tim Perry for Faith with Father. Until next time, God loves you more than you can imagine. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.